living in a world that's all by design, it's up to us to break the chains of tyranny to become we, the ungovernable. You are listening to the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. This is the Kentucky Renegade. I'd like to welcome aboard Ennert Mugs as they have signed on to become an official sponsor of the Renegades Rant Podcast. Now this is ran by Tyler G. He is the CEO and as he says, an overlord of the company. It's a disabled veteran-owned business. It's also a family business that involves everybody from the wife to the kids. Now, honor, integrity, authenticity are the values that they hold true. Now, trust me, there are other brands and, and items out there on the market, but inner mugs are more authentic with the attention to the finer details with his explosive knowledge. He was an EOD tech in the military, so he geared those finer details to his products. Now, the proceeds from the sales benefit veteran-related organizations. Tyler's donated to Revenant Warriors, National EOD Association, Wounded EOD Warrior Foundation, Operation Cherry Bend, and he is currently in the works on doing a collaboration with Change Unchained. Now, those proceeds will go towards the tiny homes at the Burnadown Ranch. Now, the quality is the same as the big-name brands that are out there, but with a way cooler design, with a price that won't break the bank. So please do me the favor, go to inertmugs.com, and just take a look around on the site. And whenever you purchase something, I'm giving you a promo code right now, RR1776. It's a 20% off one-time purchase. So please... Go to entermugs.com. It's all the flair without the pop. I just wanted to take a moment to talk about the second annual We Want the Names rally being held in Washington, D.C. at the Lincoln Memorial on Saturday, October 7th at 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern. This is being ran by We Want the Names Foundation. This is Jess and Amy and their kick-ass team of patriots that are, you know, stepping up. We want the names. We want prosecutions. We all know about Jeffrey Epstein and the Epstein Island, the Lolita Express, and all the things tied to it. But why has there been no investigations? Why has there been no indictments? And why has not one person outside of Jesley Maxwell been prosecuted? We know about a lot of the names that are on the list. We know the people that are on the flight logs, except for the other one that they have federally sealed. We want people to be held accountable. We want people prosecuted for the crimes against those young children that were on that island. It needs to be investigated, people need to be indicted, and people need to be prosecuted. So please go check out wewantthenames.com, 
follow all the things that they have on there about it. There's, you know, dress code and behavior and rules for the event because we don't want anything to go wrong and we don't want this to be a J6 situation. Now, please go check it out and support it and hopefully everybody can go. If not, please, you know, give it support, promote it and put it out there. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is the Kentucky Renegade, and you are listening to the Renegade's Rant Podcast. I am here in studio on the banks of the Ohio in Little Henderson, Kentucky. It is another great Thursday for most of you. Uh, For me, Thursdays suck. Uh, That means I got to get ready to go back to, to work for the weekend. So, yeah, I work Friday through Sunday, and, you know, those really suck, but... Hey, the benefits of being off four days is is a great thing. But, you know, we're living in this great, wonderful shit show ran by the uh, crazies running the asylum and the dementia patients, the king of it all. So, uh, welcome to the U.S., divided states of America, people. You know, nobody wants to to stand up and do anything about it we'll just continue to let the crazy motherfuckers run the show so but i hope everybody's having a great day now the show is being sponsored today by inert mugs and you can go to inertmugs.com check out all his merch uh definitely check out the tumblers uh this is a disabled veteran owned business uh tyler's an amazing dude uh, I'm really glad we hooked up, uh, great products, uh, check his tumblers out. You know, he used to be EOD tech in the military. So all of the tumblers or mugs, however you want to call them are, you know, given the finer details around the military ordinance that he had to deal with, uh, dealing in, in the military. So, uh, thank you, Tyler for being an awesome dude and uh, jumping on board and going on this crazy train. Also, uh, please go check out trinot.com backslash Sinman. Cindy Davis, please go check out her site. And this is health and beauty uh, products. This is for men and women. Uh, We need to encourage more men to take care of their health and, you know, take care of their skin, nails, and everything else. So please go check out uh, trinot.com backslash Sinman. And thank you, Cindy, for everything you do and for sponsoring the show as well. Like I said, this is episode 39. This is Shit Hit the Fan Scenarios. And this came about, um, I love listening to multiple different podcasts um i found one not too long ago called the casual preppers and it's an awesome podcast and i highly suggest everybody go listen to it um it's very funny entertaining but very informative and it's by colby and cam and those guys uh they know their shit and i mean they they put on a really great podcast uh very entertaining like i said but it is also very informative you will learn some things um 
they give you some great scenarios and this what is what kind of prompted me to do a shit hit the fan scenarios episode now like three four episodes ago i did one on are you prepared and about being prepped for basically anything and it's important for people to go out there and be prepared for all types of scenarios now not just meaning prepping your home but i mean also prepping your vehicle uh having bags go bags and just being in preparation for anything that could happen now with this episode i really want to touch on some of the things that we may encounter we know what we are dealing with right now with our government you know we have the borders are wide open so we don't know who and what's coming through those borders we know a lot of them are military age males we know that there's a lot of people coming up from venezuela uh honduras san salvador el salvador a lot of those central and south american countries along with a lot of people from like sudan you have people coming from china a lot of chinese nationalists are coming over here people you have to understand that this is a sleeper cell group of people coming into this country when you're not seeing very many women and children in these groups of people coming through our border and if you haven't seen the video i've seen one last night um all these people on this train just coming to the u.s coming through mexico on this train and i mean people are just hanging off this fucking train wake up people just wake the fuck up this is going to be a shit hit the fan scenario of sleeper sales that are going to be throughout our country and to me i think that it's going to be a multitude of things you look at where we are and where we're standing with all this it's going to get crazy now we know it's election year coming up me personally in my opinion we will not see an election We've been hearing all about the pandemic. We're all hearing about COVID and, you know, we're hearing about all the different diseases and things coming through the border, uh, things showing up in states that haven't been around in years. Uh, leprosy. We're seeing dinghy fever, yellow fever. We're seeing a lot of older things coming back. And I think this is all by design, just as I've, always said it's all by design you know they have this agenda 2030 and i believe for the past couple years they have been doing everything to get the underground cities and bunkers and shelters ready for what's to come because they know at 2030 Everything needs to be locked down. 
So I think we're going to see the process here in the U.S. because the United States is standing in their way. So as you may have heard on a little extra Lambo, shout out to Lambo, uh, as he always says, liberals are very patient, and that's very true. When they have an agenda, they can be very patient in implementing these things. And we know for at least the last 40, 50 years, they've slowly started implementing little things here and there. Knowing that this is what the elites want. So this is what the shit hit the fan scenarios is going to be about. You know, the border's one thing that we have to be concerned about. Um, Dealing with climate lockdowns, pandemic lockdowns. I think we're going to get hit by a multitude of things. I think there'll be civil unrest, and then you're going to see a military uh, martial law come in. Now, that's all part of this. You know, there's many scenarios you can you can be prepared for. And it's not necessarily, you know, civil unrest or economic collapse or a nuclear event. But you got to remember there's also natural disasters. And I've talked about it before in the past. You know, we've got areas around the country that, you know, you got to know your region. So if you're living uh, up in the Pacific Northwest, like Lambeau and Freedom Stick and Misfit Amy and them, you know, you're living in an area where they have a lot of wildfires. They have Yellowstone up there with the volcano. Flooding and raining. Snow. So, you know, when you have a region like that, you got to be prepared for that region. <clears throat> That's just one of the many things. Like in my area... I live in Henderson, Kentucky, so we live near the New Madrid Fault. Now, the New Madrid Fault Line is a very big fault line that when back to like the most major earthquake that they had was like over 100 years ago, and that's when it was like a 9.0 earthquake, and it sent the Mississippi River flowing backwards. That's a pretty big fucking earthquake. Now, seismologists have been saying that there's another one coming on this fault line and that it could be so devastating that it could actually cut the United States basically in half. So in this region, you know, we have we've had tornadoes, you know, Mayfield, Kentucky got wiped out with a huge thing it was like an F4 tornado. Um, we get tornadoes around here a lot. And, you know, we have the flooding. Like in eastern Kentucky, there was a lot of flooding, a lot of issues with that, and they still are suffering from that as well. But what we need to do is be prepared. 
And that means for everything. For natural disasters, for just shit, shit hitting the fan. And when I was listening to the casual preppers, they have a little series that they're doing where there's different scenarios. So this prompted me to do this episode 39 on shit hitting the fan scenarios. So one of the ones I want to talk about right now is nuclear events. Now we know we're in a time where there's a lot of pressure between the U S Russia Iran, North Korea, China, even India, Pakistan, Turkey. You know, there's a lot of things going on around the world. But in my honest opinion, I don't see Russia attacking us with a nuclear warhead. I think that what would happen would be our own government would do it and then turn around and blame Russia or China or North Korea, one of the one of the countries they consider to be the access of evil. Now, there's a reason why they want to call those countries access of evil. It's because they don't want you listening to or understanding their way of life. They want to just say that they're evil people and, you know, they want to kill Americans. Now, there's a reason why a lot of people want to kill Americans because we're spread out militarily. We got bases all over the world and in countries where we really shouldn't be. And that's what pisses people off. So listening to the casual preppers, they were talking about uh, a nuclear attack and they were going over some things and it prompted me to, to want to do this and it needs to be said and, and it could be heard and you guys can go listen to their podcast because like I said, they're amazing and, and they do such a great job, but I want to bring focus to it as well. And they pointed out that there is a map called the nuclear war map and you can get on and you can do a simulation of a, a nuclear bomb going off. You can get a, uh, you get this little pop up that you can put in the kilotons that, of the warhead that would hit the area where it would hit and it would show you where the fallout would be and, and the mileage and everything else like that. So it's interesting to be, do you want to bug in or do you want to bug out during a nuclear event? Now just say living here where I live, basically in the Midwest and Evansville is right across the river from me, and Evansville, Indiana, is the third largest city in Indiana. And we do know that there are things in Evansville that could be targeted by, you know, nuclear warheads. Now, I'm also near Fort Campbell, Kentucky, so there's a lot of potential for a nuclear warhead to be hit in my direction so just giving the the scenario that if it hit just around evansville which is 10 minutes from me it's right across the river what would we do would you bug out or would you bug in 
Now, the smart thing to do would be to bug in because if you have a basement, you can put plastic up, duct tape, just secure all the doorways and the windows, and just you'll be there and, and survive during it. Just make sure that you're, of course, prepared with food and water, medical supplies, um, have plenty of clothing on, make sure that you have the uh, IOSAT iodine tabs, gas masks, um, the rubber suits, if you can afford the rubber suits, things of that nature. Now, we know like all the major big cities like New York, L.A., you know, D.C., uh, Philadelphia, Chicago, those are going to be areas, too, that they, they would target. And Indianapolis would be, too, here in uh, Indiana, because in Indianapolis they have the uh, Social Security checks and the Medicaid and all that stuff. All the federal checks and stuff go through Indianapolis. So that would be one of the targets that they would hit as well. Um, I do research on it, and I just look for areas that would be targets. Um, also here in Kentucky would be Fort Knox, like I said, Fort Campbell. So just know your region. Know what's around you. You know, if you're living up in Idaho or one of them areas, you know that they have nuclear facilities up there. They have those those silos up there. So just know your region. So if I were you, make sure you get some kind of topical map. Uh, know your rivers, your streams. Get copies of maps. Make sure that your bags are properly, you know, put together. You know, uh, weight distribution in your bag is important. You want to make sure that you have some of the heaviest stuff towards, like, the back and not all in the front or all in the back. But even it out, make sure that you put prioritize it. Make sure that you're putting the right things in the right areas that you can get to. What you would use least to what you would use most. And make sure that you... Put a list in there letting you know what you do have in your bag because I know a lot of people rotate out their stuff in their bags and it's important to do that. Um, making sure that you go through and you have the proper gear. But for this situation, for this, for this scenario, for a nuclear event, for bugging in, you need to make sure that you have all your stuff that you need to survive. If you have... A family, make sure that you have plenty of water. It's a gallon per person per day. Uh, make sure if you can afford one, get a, uh, it's a filter that takes care of like the radiation. So you can be able to filter out and the radiation. I think I've looked at one and it was like 70 bucks on Amazon. Uh, just make sure that you're 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 stocking your house properly with medical supplies as well. 
uh, it's important that you have the things that you need. Like if you're on medications for diabetes or if you have high blood pressure, any of that stuff, make sure you stock up on it. Make sure that your doctors can give you like a three-month supply. That way you have at least three months of your medications. It's important that you have that stuff because uh, in the case of a nuclear event, if it's not near you and you're out of the fallout range, just know that this will definitely cause civil unrest. Now, I want to take time to thank my official sponsor of the Renegades Rant Podcast. This is by Cindy Davis. It's trinot.com backslash sinmen. Now, you can find her on TikTok as mapledipped85, cinemaple85, cinemaple85.0, and cinemaple85.1. Now, you can go on her site, and she has a lot of great products, such as Glow. Now, this is an advanced type 1 collagen with superfood antioxidant support. Long-term support such as improvised stability for hair, skin, and nails. Also, there's Enrich, a digestive enzyme blend with stabilized probiotics that gives you improved digestion, nutrient to intake, and post-meal comfort. Then she also has Replenish. This is a mushroom complex with ashwagandha and fulvic acid. It promotes restful sleep and rejuvenation. Also improves body function and nutrient absorption. It also helps support your skin and your gut health and improves overall health, wellness, and immune response. Now, please go check out the site and let her know that the Kentucky Renegade sent you. Thank you for your support, and thank you for listening to the show. People are going to panic. People are going to just freak out. This is why it's important that you bug in for at least a little bit anyways like I said, if you're not in the fallout radius, then you're fine. But I would still stay in for a while and not venture out. Uh, as far as making sure you're stocked up, this is the reason why. Because there will be civil unrest and people are going to raid grocery stores, gas stations, pharmacies. So it's important that you have all your medical supplies, you have plenty of food and water. Uh, if you have kids, make sure that you have plenty of games and, and activities. That way it keeps the kids, you know, kind of busy and, and preoccupied. You know, get puzzles, get coloring books, have plenty of pencil and paper. Uh, Model cars, Legos, just things that you can build, things that you can do. Because if 
if you have kids, you know, and you understand that they're going to, you know, start getting ants in their pants. They're want, they'll want to go outside. They'll want to, they'll want to be running around and screaming and, and carrying on. And you need to do everything you can to preoccupy them. So the more things that you have to keep them preoccupied, the better. So if you have a house with a basement, you are a lot better off. Now, if you have a crawl space under your house, you'll probably want to think about going there. If you're in that radius of the fallout, but you'll do the same thing. Just put up all the, all the plastic and seal off any of the uh, gaps that are there under your house. If you don't have a crawl space, then if you live in a home, get to the center point part of the home where there is no windows or doorways that lead outside. And please make sure whenever you prep your home that you have a lot of important items to secure your home. Get plywood. Get like the half-inch plywood. Um, board up your windows. Board up your doors. Get some 2x6s and 2x4s. And block off entrances. Make it hard for people to get into the home because there will be civil unrest and people are going to raid people's homes as well. So it's important that you secure your home. Now, bugging out. Now, just say you're on your way home from work and a nuclear event happens. Make sure that you're, you're not going to be driving towards the flash. If you, start, if you hear it like the, the emergency broadcast system go off, and they start talking about there's been a nuclear attack, that'd be the time to turn and go the other direction if they mentioned where the nuclear warhead's going off. And if you see it, hurry up and turn and go the other way. Just get as far away as you can, because I believe it's 7 to 10 minutes before the complete fallout starts to happen. Now, if you're in a major city, you're fucked. Just say you live in New York City and one goes off in New York City. And say you're in one of the boroughs like Brooklyn or Manhattan. It, you're going to get gridlocked. There's not going to be any way to get out. So you need to find out where your fallout shelters are. And if you live in any place near a cave system, start looking into these cave systems because the cave systems could potentially save your life. As long as you get further back into the cave, the better. <clears throat> and when you're bugging out as far as a uh, nuclear event, make sure that you are 
properly prepped in your vehicle. Now, for instance, for me, I uh, carry a bug out bag in my vehicle and a med bag in my vehicle. I also have a bug out bag at home and a med bag at home ready to go because you never know. Just say, for instance, a nuclear event happens, all chaos breaks out, and you need to get out of your home, but you can't drive because you're just, you're trapped because of traffic or, you know, people are doing stupid ass shit, which they will be doing. People are going to try and rob you. People are going to try and rush you. Uh, so maybe you're in a situation where you just need to grab a bag and go. That's why you make sure you have a go bag in your home as well. Grab it and go. Make sure you have all the proper things. You need to know if this is the first time you're really getting into prepping or survivalism. Go look up Dave Canterbury's book. He will discuss the 10 C's of survival. Now, the 10 C's of survival are, number one, a cutting tool. You need, you know, a fixed blade knife, a machete, a hatchet, a camping axe, something of that sort. Two, combustion. You need something to start fire. And I'm going to get a little bit further into detail about that down the road in this podcast. Three, cover. You need to make sure you have some kind of tarp or mylar blanket. Uh, four, a container. You need something to be able to boil water in or cook food in. Five, cordage. You need some kind of cordage. I prefer the 550 paracord. Uh, get a couple hundred foot bundles of it and keep it in your bag. Six, a candle. If not a candle, at least some kind of flashlight. And I also prefer to have a lighter as well. You need to have multiple things for to, to start a fire, in my opinion need a ferrule rod, you need a fire striker, uh, you can get those little tins of uh, fire starters in there. Seven, cotton. Cotton being another reason uh, you can use for med reasons. You can also use it as combustion, as, as starting a fire. Uh, perfect idea. I'll go ahead and get it out of the way. Take an Altoid can. Now, empty it out, clean it out really good. Make sure you take cotton balls, dip them in Vaseline, and keep them inside that tin. Vaseline and cotton will start a fire. Now, number eight, a compass. You need to make sure you have a way to navigate. Also, make sure you have copies of your maps. Get a map of your region. If you have a specific place you're going to bug out at make sure you know the streams the rivers the creeks the sloughs 
make sure you know all of it. And don't just go running off into the woods that you don't know. Very important because if you do, the people who train or the people who hunt in those wooded areas will more than likely kill you or at least shoot at you and tell you to turn back and go the other way. So if I were you, if you had plans to just run into the woods, you go and find out who owns the property. You find out as much as you can about who's in those woods. Number nine, cargo tape or duct tape. Definitely get the real brand of duct tape. Uh, the stuff that's sold at like the dollar stores are kind of, it's cheap. It won't stick. It won't stay together for very long. Uh, so I prefer to make sure to have a real roll of the actual duct tape, the brand duct tape. Number 10, a canvas needle. You need to carry some kind of a sewing kit because you may need to do repairs to your tarp, to clothing, uh, even just a makeshift ability to stitch someone up. Not ideal, but it can work. That's also why you need to keep super glue. Always make sure you have some kind of super glue with you because that will work as well as far as stitching, depending on how bad the wound is. Now, that's Dave Canterbury's 10 C's of Survival. Uh, when you're talking about nuclear events, we talk about EMPs, uh, they can be set off at land or they can also be set off above in the air. That means a power grid down situation. That also, I mean, we're, we're talking about a civil unrest because People are not going to be calm during something like this. For instance, Katrina in 2005, when that storm happened, what happened? All these people panicked. There are people going out looting and rioting and doing all this other stupid shit. That's what's going to happen during these situations. You're going to have those who are not prepared that are going to panic. Just think of just think of the pandemic. All these idiots that were going out and they were they were panic buying. Now I am guilty because number one, I am a prepper. I am a survivalist. I was also out there panic not panic buying, but I was just buying extra because I knew other people were going to do it, and I had the money at the time, and I just wanted to prove a point that. If people were going to go hurry up and go out there and start buying up shit, I was too. So, you know, I got a couple months worth of, of food. And if you got those stimulus checks, that helped out really nice for prepping. Because that bought more ammo, that bought more guns, that bought, bought me more food and supplies. So, in the end, I, I still paid for it. We all paid for it and we're still paying for it and it's never going to be repaid. But fuck them. I just went out and I went ahead and I bought more. You're going to give me the ability to do it. I'm going to do it. 
I won't participate in their stupid little game. I will only further my advantage even more. So definitely when there's a power grid situation, uh, bugging in, when I was talking about making sure you board up your windows and, and your entrances, definitely during a power grid situation of it going down. And we all know that the power grid as that it's right at full capacity. Plus it's ancient, uh, where I think 97% of our power grid is, you know, taken up and here they want to go and push you on electric cars and electric stoves and all the other bullshit that they want to take away from you and tell you not to have, but they can have it themselves. But it's important to board up your windows to make sure that there's no light coming out because in this situation, you want to make sure that you're stealth. You don't let people know that you're at home. Uh, plus, you want to make sure your home is secure. Uh, make sure that you're not putting a lot of trash out. That would be important to have a burn barrel. So that way you can go outside at certain points of the day, burn stuff, uh, make sure that if you have animals that you have plenty of food and water for them as well. Uh, it'd be a perfect time with kids to make sure that you have things to keep them preoccupied and quiet because you don't want people knowing that you're home because there will be marauders, there will be looters. You got to be able to protect your, your home and your family the, to the best that you can. Now, there will be people throwing Molotov cocktails at people's homes. I can guarantee it. We've seen this in the summer of love during all these riots and protests. When they were throwing the Molotov cocktails at police stations and federal buildings and businesses, and they were burning everything down. I'm guaranteeing you they're going to do the same thing if they go into some of these neighborhoods. So the best thing you can do is make sure that you have plenty of protection as well. Now, for me, it's important that you have a handgun, you have a shotgun, and you have a rifle. You have to have all three. All three do different things. Your handguns, of course, you know, it's, it's your personal protection. That's your everyday carry. It's something that you're used to uh, making sure that you have it. If you're one of these people that are just now getting into this and, you know, looking at buying a, a handgun for the ladies, make sure that you get them something that doesn't have a whole lot of uh, recoil, um, something that's easy to conceal. You don't want to get them a big old 1911 and, you know, I mean, unless they want that. I mean, I've seen a lot of women that carry 357s and 44 Magnums and stuff like that. But I think uh, the most important thing is being able to have something that's going to be a little bit better to conceal and hide from people. Um, as far as shotguns, definitely great for home defense. You know, you can get one of the Mossberg, I think it's an 88 secure home security shotgun, home defense shotgun, 
Uh, you can go to like Academy Sports. They have one for like 230 bucks. Get that. Get some home defense uh, shells. You're good to go. Because somebody comes in, tries to come into that house, and they hear that shuck of the shotgun, more than likely they're going to take off. But as a backup, it's always great to have like an AR-15 or, you know, a 30-06, a 308, something of that nature, you know, a blackout 300. Those kinds of guns are nice as well. Uh, AR. It's nice to have it patterned out and and have it basically scoped out at at least 75 yards. <clears throat> like I always say, I don't want to be a sniper. I just want to be able to keep people at, at a distance in that bay. So make sure that you have plenty of uh, pew-pews and, and things like that of that nature. Uh, definitely make sure you have plenty of knives axes uh make sure you have crowbars especially if uh you are boarding up your windows and doors if you need a quick exit just definitely make sure you have a crowbar nearby so you can hurry up and pry that shit off and go we are talking about the importance of home protection if you have a second level part of your home Definitely use that kind of as a crow's nest to be able to get out. Make sure you can do some security detail for your property. Uh, for instance, I have a bi-level home. And basically my roof I can get on and I can go do a 360 around my property. Um, perfect ability to to scope out the neighborhood and see what's going on. But if you live in an apartment, it's kind of hard to, to tell you how to, to be prepared, but just do the best you can. Make sure that you have plenty of protection, plenty of food. Uh, I lived in an apartment before um, I bought my house, and I definitely, I, I mean, I've been prepping for what? since 2004 so for 19 years and i have rough guesstimate about a year's worth of food and water so i had that a lot of it in my apartment and i just made sure that you know i rotated my shit make sure that you rotate all your stuff out and if it's at the shelf life you're still good for a little bit as long as it's being uh, stored properly and there's no dents in your cans or things like that boxes cut open holes in bags just make sure that you you know you secure it properly and, and store it properly and it'll be fine make sure that you have like plenty of dry food as well um, if you have like rice and beans you can either can it in a jar with the lid or what I do with the rice and stuff is put it in five gallon buckets in a mylar bag and then uh put an oxygen absorber in it and you're good to go so just make sure that you're rotating your stock now while civil unrest is going on uh making sure that your vehicle is ready to go 
you can strategically put your vehicles where you need to put them to be in order to get out. But if you can't, just make sure that you have action plans. Action plans are very important. Now, given the situation that, let's say, I'm at work, it's 12 o'clock on a Friday afternoon, and announcement comes out that the U.S. economy crashes. Now, I know at work, I park my truck strategically to where I can get to it. So, making sure that you have the ability to get out, get to your vehicle, and get out is very important. Now, say you, your regular route to and from work, there's gridlock. Now, for me, I live across a bridge so I work in Evansville, but live in Henderson, and it's about a 20-minute drive across that bridge to get across that bridge to my house. It's the only bridge to get there. So once that bridge is down, I have to find another route. So that's when you make multiple action plans. You need multiple action plans A through Z. I have mine like A through, I don't know, maybe F. But I have the ability to make sure that I can get across and get across that river and get to my property. For your guys' situations, make sure that you have multiple action plans. Got to be able to know if you can get there by vehicle or if you're going to be able to hike it why it's important that you have a go bag in your vehicle a med bag in your vehicle and having a med bag in your vehicle also could save lives because what if you came upon a uh, an accident multiple injuries you know you may have something in that in that medical bag that you can do uh, some kind of least first aid that's why it's important to have the ability to do some kind of first aid. If you go to some of these voluntary fire departments, you can usually get some basic first aid training. Might cost you a little bit of money, but it's it's worth getting the ability to do some first aid. <coughs> Sorry. Um, or take an EMT course. You know, and, and learn the basics of EMT. That way you have a skill. The more skills you can acquire, the better off your survival is going to be. Now, I'm not an EMT, but I worked 21 years in the medical field before all the bullshit with the mandates, and I walked out. But I have the ability to, to know how to do things. I know how to do CPR. I know how to do the basic first aid. Um, I do have a lot of training and skills to do what I need to do to survive and to help out. So knowing that, 
it's important to have that stuff with you. So anyways, uh, the economy collapses and you know, you need to get your, get, get to your home. Now say your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, uh, is at work as well. Work out a way to get to one another. You know, go over multiple action plans for that. So if you have a spouse or whatever, figure out where a meeting point would be. If you can't get to them or they can't get to you, and make sure that you figure out an action plan there. And this is something that's key in all of this is communications. Very important. You need to have two-way radios a ham radio, and if you have the ability, find a way to get a CB in your vehicle. Make sure you have shortwave radios. That way you can listen to what's going on. It's just important. So communications are key. So that would be part of your, either your, your bugging out or your multiple action plans. Uh, make sure that you're carrying some kind of radio with you because you can't rely on your cell phones because more than likely they're going to cut the internet and you're not going to have access to your phone. Now, make sure that your phone's charged because, like me, I have things saved on my phone I can go to even if you know we don't have the internet. At least it's saved to my phone. I can get into my files or I can get into my pictures and I can either navigate with maps through there or I can use the maps I got in my bags. But it's always important to have two of everything. Now, you'll hear this all the time. Two is one, one is none. Having two of everything is very important because either A, you need to barter and trade an item and it might be one of the things that you have so say you have a fixed two fixed blade knives and someone's in the need of it and they got something that you want you can trade and still not lose that fixed blade knife you'll have an extra so make sure that you have two of everything very important um so if you need to, you, and you got kids and they're in school and this shit goes on, make sure that you have an action plan for your kids. Now, when my kids were young, I had action plans set up with them on meeting points and, and having things uh, like if they were there was a school shooting, we'd already worked out a plan for those school shootings. Um a place for them to go if there's a school shooting. I wasn't going to allow my kids just to sit in class one day and somebody come in and start shooting. They were trained to get the fuck out of that, that classroom. Not to fucking lock a door and hide behind a door in a, in a classroom where somebody can just kick it in and go in just your easy target. They were trained to knock out a window and get the fuck out of the school. And they had a place where I could meet them at if that was the situation. They also knew that if there was some kind of economic collapse or uh, nuclear event, that there was a meeting spot we would meet up 
and I would get to them. They could lay low until I got there. So work that out, get action plans for that. It's important to get your kids involved in this, not to scare them, but just to prepare them because you need to be able to condition your kids for the things that are going to happen just in case, even for natural disasters. What would you do if there's an earthquake and mommy and daddy's at work and you're at home? Things for them to do to make sure that they're okay. Or if they're at a friend's house and there's an earthquake, what to do? Or if there's a bad storm, what to do? You just have to be able to condition around the regions you live in. It's very important to understand the regions you live in. It's also important to understand the regions you live in for survival to understand edible plants and, and food. You know, there's certain tree barks, there's certain berries, there's certain plants you can use that are medicinal, but there's also the negative. There's tons of that stuff that you can't eat or use because it's either poisonous or toxic and kill you. So to know your region is very, very important. Also for predators. What's out there? Do you have bears in your area? Do you have deadly snakes in your area? Deadly spiders in your area? You have to be able to understand and know those things in your, in your region. Now, just being prepared does not make you crazy. And I know there's a lot of people out there that look down on people who prep, people who are into survivalism, but it's very important that you learn some skills. You know how to start a fire. You know how to, you know, sharpen your blades with a with a rock or a stone. Uh, how to fish. How to hunt. This can save your life. Survivalism is not something that's you know, to be made fun of. When shit hits the fan, those who have skills or just the ability to make fire, to make shelter, to be able to survive a situation makes you a very important person. It's very important. It's, I mean, it's almost like breathing. You, you just need to be able to know it. And I talk about this all the time that, you know, there was a nor'easter that happened, I don't know, 10 years ago. And it wiped out the power grid in the Northeast. And one of the prominent colleges, they were making a video on YouTube and it was them trying to use a hand can opener to open a can, and they couldn't do it. They could not fucking do it. I don't know if it's still up on YouTube, but you probably look it up, or at least look it up on the internet and see. But, it, I mean, it's hysterical, but it's also fucking sad. 
make sure that you have books. I'll give you some some tips. There's a uh, one called Bushcrafting 101. Perfect book. Teaches you everything you need to know about survivalism. Teaches you how to build shelter, different types of shelter, making fire, what to use, what kind of kindling and things that you need for survival. Teaches you knots. Teaches you how to fish. Teaches you everything you need to know to be out there uh, if you have to bug out. Also look up the SAS uh, Survival Handbook. Another great book. Teaches you everything you need to know. Make sure that you have all the proper things that you need to survive. And if you can afford it, I highly suggest that you make sure that you get gas masks. Get you a plate carrier and some plates. Make sure they're at least a level three. And get you some kind of ballistic helmet or a bump helmet. It's important that you have some kind of protection for your body as well. Because you don't know the situations you may face down the road. And it's always key to be prepared as I always say, you much rather have it and not need it than need it than not have it. It's just important. It's just a very important thing. And if you're new to prepping and you need help prepping, reach out to me. You can email me, renegadesrantpodcast at outlook.com or look up my social medias. I'm on TikTok as Ren of Mayhem 1776 and uh, Bluegrass Renegade 1776. And then I'm on Instagram as Kentucky Renegade Patriot 1776. I'm on X or what you call Twitter, um, Facebook, Renegades Rant. You can also go to my link tree and please look in my link tree. You will also find Mr. Freedom Sticks virtual survival classes. Not sure if he's doing those still right now, but I'm sure he'll probably be doing some in some point in time in the future. Reach out to him. He can go through your action plans and tell you what your flaws are in your action plan. You can reach out to me or you can reach out to Lambo. Go to listen to a little extra Lambo podcast. Um, he has a great podcast, um, the Dollar Store podcast. Um, I think it's episode sixty, I believe. And then he has a bunch of other ones where you know he has other people on for prepping and survival and go bags and and things like that. Um, I did one called "Are You Prepared?" You can listen to that one. Uh, these are just basic conversations on it. I am going to get more in depth. I am going to have some guests on that we're going to go over survival, um, going over prepping, uh, 
getting more out of the beginners into the intermediate into the advanced. But I highly suggest people just go out, do a day with your, with your family, go learn how to start a fire. Uh, just do the basic little camping thing, you know, go pitch a tent, go fishing, you know, show your kids how to, how to survive. It's a basic necessity we all need to know because we never know when we're going to be faced with a shit hit the fa- shit hit the fan scenario. We always need to be prepared and it's not a bad thing and don't let these people out here that want to fucking bad mouth people who prep. We're not crazy, we're not conspiracy theorists. Right now the conspiracies are, are 100 and O to everybody's, oh, well, that's conspiracy. Because it's complete and total bullshit. Being prepared is the smart way to go. You can't go wrong with being prepared for what we, what we may or may not face. If we go... The rest of our lives without having to utilize anything we've learned in prepping and and just basic survival skills, then what did it hurt? But the day that it happens and you don't know how to, nobody's going to do it for you. You will not be of value to anybody's community. That's why it's important for everyone to get out in your community and network with people. Go to your local farmer's markets. Go to flea markets. Go to gun shows. Uh, look up Facebook groups. And go check these people out. But please, if you do, make sure you utilize your gut. Because if you have this feeling that something's not right about somebody, your gut's telling you for a reason. Don't just introduce these people to your community if you don't have any kind of vetting on them and a good feeling on them because potentially could be a fed. Okay, everyone. So I want to take a little bit of time away from my podcast to bring an awareness to the real pandemic that's going on in this country, human trafficking. Now, everyone knows that the border is a crisis right now, and this is one of the things that happens with a open border is we're seeing a lot of human trafficking coming in and out of this country. So you see $150 billion in illegal profits per year. 4.8 million people trafficked for forced sexual exploitations. You also have 71% of those being women and girls. 0.04% of the survivors of human trafficking cases are identified. Now, there's an amazing nonprofit organization. They're a 501c3. The name is Change Unchained. You can go to changeunchained.com. And it gives their backstory and what they're about. Now, this is ran by Troy and Tiffany. And Troy is a U.S. Navy chief petty officer. 
And him and his wife, they go out and they do the search and rescue operations. And then they also do the aftercare for the survivors. They have a ranch called the Burn It Down Ranch where they build tiny homes. And the survivors get to come back and they'll live in these tiny homes and they will receive their aftercare. So they are in need of help getting some donations. They have a merch link on their website. So you can go on their website and buy their merch and all that profit goes towards the tiny homes and the aftercare for those survivors. So if you would, please go and check out changeandchain.com. Thank you. They may be a fed. Just plain and simple. We all know that the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, they've all been infiltrated by the federal government. We know Jan 6 was Ray Epps and the feds. So please make sure that if you're going to talk to people and try and build a network and a community with people, just be very leery. And if you have a bad feeling about somebody, then trust your gut. Because it could potentially save you from a lot of wrongdoing by what the government's doing right now. If you look at what they're doing to Enrique Tario and Stuart Rhodes and now Owen Schroyer, uh, the rest of the political prisoners of January 6th, it's the same thing that they were doing to the Bundys. I mean, you're a political prisoner. There's a reason why Obama signed the National Defense Authorization Act back in 2012 and 2013 with the ability to utilize the federal government and the military to arrest people and hold them without due process or a speedy trial or giving them any kind of reason of why they're being held or, you know, the ability to hold them indefinitely. This is all part of that design. That's all part of that plan. This goes all the way back um, under all these executive orders back to uh, JFK. You know, eventually, the government can just take over everything. They'll have control over all the communications, all over, you know, the internet, everything. This is why they're trying to get rid of a lot of the stuff in the healthcare. They want to have con complete and total control of your medicines. So that way, when shit hits the fan, you're fucked. If you don't have your meds, this is why a lot of uh, medicines you can't get a three-month subscription uh, prescription for. They're slowly taking away the ability for you to stockpile on meds, especially a lot of the over-the-counter stuff. You're starting to hear about uh, Sudafed, NyQuil, DayQuil, um, all this stuff that's for flu and cough and cold and allergy. They're trying to take it away and have control over that market so people don't stockpile it. They know what people are up to. They know that people are figuring out their game. This is all part of preparation. Making sure that you have plenty of that stuff. This is why it's important you get books like The Lost Ways. 
and to look into a lot of the holistics. Also look up uh, Fed Up Gear. Fed Up Gear does a 5x5, and he goes into depth about holistics and things that you can use uh, plant-wise or uh, fruit-wise. Things like that. Thing of that nature, uh, it's going back to the old ways that people survived back then. The Lost Ways, excellent book. Teaches you everything like the pioneers and the Native Americans did to survive back in those days. We have to resort back to those days because everything that we're being taught and everything that we're dealing with here right now is not good for us. These medicines that we take are fucking poison. They're killing us from the inside out. That's why it's important to understand the food that you're putting in your body. Now, I'm guilty of it. I eat a lot of processed foods. Um, I'm learning to take a little time and, and, and do some things. That's why growing a garden is very important. Um, growing your own fruits and vegetables because you know where it's been grown. But make sure you're going to like heirloom.com and get the heirloom seeds and make sure you're getting the non-GMO seeds and you're getting some good seeds to plant your gardens and your trees and make sure that you're doing things the organic way. Because all this lab-created meat and shit is not good for you. It's going to kill you. It's going to make you sick. Things that they're doing in the medical industry is all designed to keep you sick because they cannot profit off cures. They have to keep you just sick enough to keep coming back to the hospital, to keep getting on these medications to turn a profit because cures do not profit. So it's very important that you learn the old ways, the way people used to survive and live back in the days of the pioneers. Even further back than that, even look up some of the Eastern medicines like over in China, what they utilize. Look up some of the things that the medicine men back in the Native Americans and some of these tribal Areas like in South America or the Aboriginal people in Australia or the people that are in Africa. You got to understand those medicines and those holistic ways of living. There's a reason why those people live to be like 105, 110, 115 years old is because they're not on a medical system that is intending to make you sick. Agree with me or not, the vaccines, the bullshit that they're putting out there now is to make you sick. The whole COVID jab was to alter your DNA. They want transhumanism. Just another reason why we need to become more self-efficient. We need to be able to self-govern. And we need to be able to take care of our own and not trust in the government to do anything for the American people. And I know there's people out there that want to go 
down the route of, oh, well, you're just deep into conspiracy, and that's fine. Go ahead and say that. I worked in the medical in- industry. I know exactly what was going on during COVID. I know what was going on beforehand. I know that there's cures for cancer. I know that they created cancer. This is all shit that they do in these labs and these research facilities and the gain of function between countries of, you know, government and uh, university labs. This is what they do. So it's best that people start reverting back to the old ways and learning how to take care of your body and your mind and be prepared. Now, the most important thing to me about shit hit the fan scenarios and prepping and survivalism is not just the physical aspect of your body, but you have to mentally prepare, emotionally prepare. Now, this is my own personal advice to people. What you need to do is take some time just being in a room by yourself and meditate and mentally prepare yourself for what is going to happen and the things that you are going to need to do. Just given a situation, say you and your family are bugging out and you're in the woods and a man and a small child approach you and they ask if you have any extra water, any extra food. And you tell them, no, you know, we just have enough for us, so I'm sorry, you know, can't share. The second time that they ask again, or begin to beg, you're going to have to mentally think about what you're going to do in that situation. Now, you just tell them, move the fuck on, and they will. Or if they don't and they become aggressive, what are you going to do? In a situation where your shit hit the fan, you're bugged out, You got your family to take care of. You don't have enough food and water to take care of anybody else. Do you pull your firearm and make a threat? That's going to be a question that you got to ask yourself. What are you going to have to do to survive? Are you going to have to shoot somebody? Are you going to have to shoot a child? What if it's an aggressive child that comes at you with a knife, wanting more food, wanting more water? That's the things you need to mentally prepare yourself for. It's not just about where am I going to find food? Where am I going to find some wood to start a fire? It's going to be 
what do I have to do to protect myself and my family from threats from outsiders because they'll come in all ages all different types boy girl mom dad attractive woman attractive guy trying to smooze you out of your food and water or could it be just a group of marauders you have to mentally prepare yourself for what you're going to have to do to defend yourself and your family you're emotionally going to have to prepare yourself for the things you're going to see are you going to be able to handle seeing a kid laid out that had been shot or stabbed are you mentally going to be prepared for that that's why it's important that you take some time and you visually and mentally let that sink and burn into your head that this may be something I have to deal with for everybody's sake I hope you never have to do that I can tell you working five and a half years in an emergency room I've seen it all and it's something that you can never fucking unsee the trauma and the PTSD of it can really fuck with you seeing dead kids seeing somebody dismembered seeing uh, just the complete trauma of gunshot wound victims it does mentally affect you and if you've never seen it never experienced it you better start mentally preparing for it you better emotionally start preparing for it because once it happens it will live with you forever and will forever be burned in your in your memory I can tell you honestly with me every person that I've seen die of some kind of traumatic event or even just dying of old age are burned into my memories that's what 21 years in the medical field can do so that's my advantage whenever we go out and we have to deal with shit hit the fan scenarios so I want everyone to please give me some feedback on this now you know I got the the little questionnaire on my podcast at the end of the show please give me uh, some feedback let me know what you think of this uh, episode let me know uh, what we should talk about do you want more inside in-depth information on this like I said I'm going to try and work on it um, I got a couple people in mind that I'm I've reached out to so I'm hoping that I can get them on the show 
and we can get more into more scenarios. I just want to kind of touch base on some of this. I didn't want to go too deep in on it. But it's important just to, if you're not prepared that you go ahead and you start preparing because you're already behind the curve and you don't have much time. My personal opinion, by the end of the year, we're probably going into climate lockdowns or pandemic lockdown or even worse, we'll go into martial law because I honestly don't think that we're going to see another election. I don't think that... Uh, I don't think things are going to be good for this country in the next coming months. It's not going anywhere good fast. And we know that agenda 2030 is out there and I feel like they've already prepared their underground towns and cities and bunkers. Now they need to secure the surface for when all this comes crashing down. So just get prepared. Listen to a little extra Lambo. Listen to his dollar store podcast. Uh, reach out to me or Lambo. Um, there's Appalachian Prepper. There's the Pretty Prepper, the Perky Prepper, uh, Doomsday Prepper. There's a lot of preppers out there. Look on social media um, and they can help you or I can help you as well. I've been doing it for a while. I can help you. I'm more than willing to help. So please be prepared. Now I want to take a moment. I want to talk about some of these awesome kick-ass Patriot, uh, people that I support their businesses and their organizations. I'm just going to make a quick little run through um, Saints and Sinners Hat Co. by Three Rows. Please go check him out. Get you a badass hat. Just seen he posted a new video for his uh, Oliver Anthony version hat of uh, living in a new world with an old soul. Uh, go check out Star Spangled Designs by Misfit Amy. She has some kick-ass uh, jewelry and some hats. Uh, go check out Vandy Street. She has some kick-ass tumblers. Uh, Destroy Agenda. She's got some badass uh, shirts and merch. Go check her out. Uh, Patriot Fishing Gear. Go to him. He's got some badass merch, and I believe he's still making custom rods. Uh, for people, so please go check him out. He also does some tumblers that are badass. Uh, fed up gear go check him out he's got some badass gear as well check out all his content um his five by five, five by five uh definitely worth listening to especially the inspirational quotes and, and the things like that uh definitely some great content there uh check out change unchained if you can please help them out so they can get another tiny home built for the survivors of human trafficking would be awesome. Troy and Tiffany, I love you guys. Uh, what you do is amazing. Um, just, just awesome people. Uh, also check out, we want the names. 
uh, Amy and Jess and their badass team of Patriots, they are holding the second annual We Want the Names rally in Washington, D.C., October 7th. Uh, that's a Saturday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. Uh, check out onespurpose.org. It's ran by Joni. Joni is an awesome woman. She is also in the anti-sex trafficking, anti-human trafficking. Uh, she's doing great and amazing things. Uh, very awesome. And, you know, please go check her out and help her out as well. Let's see. Who else we got? Oh, Operation Vets with Nets. They are trying to do a fundraiser to get more money for another boat for their fleet. They take uh, disabled veterans out, and they go fishing, and they give them real therapy. And check out these podcasts. Check out a little extra Lambo. Lambo is badass. He uh, He's my dude. Uh, he does such a great job on his podcast, always promoting me and you know, much love to him. Also check out the underground nursing podcast with gray and Brooks. They do behind the curtain. They go into all the medical, um, shit that's going on in the world because they're both nurses and they let you know all the information about the bullshit that's going on in healthcare and a man apart podcast. Now, Jeremy J dog, uh, Man, you have got to have a solid mind and and a soft heart for the victims he has on his show. You know, people from, you know, sexual abuse to, you know, family members of people who have been murdered. Uh, great podcasts. Go check out A Man Apart podcast. And, of course, my sponsors of the show Internet mugs tyler awesome dude go to innermugs.com and i need you to check out trinot.com backslash cinnamon for all your healthcare and beauty products and she has some awesome things that that are on her her side as well uh to help with you with your gut health, with your skin, your nails, your hair, um, something men need to do a little bit more of. We need to take care of ourselves a little bit better. So please go check out trinot.com backslash Sinman. And then, of course, me. If you want to find me, you can find me on TikTok as Ren of Mayhem 1776 also as Bluegrass Renegade. 1776 you can find me on facebook as renegades rant x or formerly known as twitter i am kentucky renegade patriot 1776 and instagram i am kentucky renegade patriot 1776 there too i'm everywhere so go check out my link tree in my bios uh it's everywhere i am you can get on there and you can also find all these awesome, amazing people on my link tree. Also check out two a Patriot mama. She is badass. Um, she is doing everything she can in the world of anti 
human trafficking and anti-child trafficking, anti-sex trafficking. She's involved in it all, and much love to, to a Patriot Mama. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. I'll see you again next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Renegades Rant Podcast. You can find the Kentucky Renegade on TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter, but the easiest way is his link tree, which you can find in his bio. Please like, follow, share the show, and remember, be ungovernable. <laughs>